Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. This episode of Spot On is all about snacking. And the reason why we are doing an episode on it, because I read that over 90% of consumers snack multiple times a day, multiple times a day. So I'm going to go to the streets and find out, really, do they really snack daily? And if so, what is their go-to snack? Let's find out. Yes, I snack daily, but my snack really depends on what I have in my dorm. So sometimes it's a granola bar, sometimes it's fruit, sometimes it's ramen. Whatever is close to me, so I would usually go to like either maybe like a cafe to snack on, I don't know, like muffins there or something, or nearby my dorm, there's like a convenience store there and I would just buy like chips or something there. I have crackers such as Pocky or saltines. I usually have snacks after my workout or after some big classes or project when I feel hungry or tired. My go-to snack is usually like pita chips or some type of fruit. I definitely do snack during the day and my favorite snack is goldfish. Popcorn, preferably skinny pop and I really like pita chips and hummus as well. I am a big salty snacker. I don't like sweet snacks. I like salty snacks. So a good Chex Mix, some chips. I snack probably daily. I'm um, go snack probably chocolate. I do eat snacks. I love them very much. I would say that my uh, snack cabinet looks like uh, uh, somebody's nightmare because it's all like Oreos, uh, really yummy chips. I really love potato chips. Today on Spot On, I brought in a whiz that could help us on this topic of snacking and what snacks to eat and why we're snacking and whether it's good or not and the whole slew of questions. She is uh, Dr. Rachel Paul, and she is calling from San Francisco, which is one of the fabulous places um, that I love to go visit. In fact, they often say that San Francisco is like the Boston of the West Coast, so it's kind of cool with shopping and eating and everything and walking. But she got a PhD in nutrition and behavior changes from Columbia University, and she got a BS and a master's, and a, now a registered dietitian from Case Western Reserve University. So she, this, this woman's traveling all over the place. So Dr. Rachel Paul, she is a nationally recognized nutritionist who helps college students and young professionals look and feel amazing by eating healthy, cooking on their own, making good food choices, She's known for her practical advice, easy to follow guidance, and get ready for this Instagram lover. She has over 350,000 Instagram 
followers. And she, you can follow her on Instagram because she goes by the name of College Nutritionist, which I have to ask you that. So hello, Dr. Rachel. Welcome to Spot On. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is great. So just tell me, how did you become the college nutritionist? I can't wait to hear the story. Yeah, I really just gave the title to myself. But <laughs> I, you know, when I was in middle school and high school and the first two years of college, I really struggled with eating, kind of more stress and emotional types sure. of eating. And then I actually took time off of college to kind of relearn how to eat. And when I went back, I switched my major to nutrition. So I was originally a math major, but I switched my major to nutrition so I could truly understand the science about what was healthy to eat, how I could maintain my ideal weight and not think about food all the time, right? right? There is so much else in life to think about and focusing on food all the time just isn't kind of a good use of our time. And then when I graduated from becoming a registered dietitian, I immediately made the website and the social media accounts for the college nutritionist because I felt that, uh, especially at the time, there were not a lot of resources for the young adult population. You know, there were nutrition resources for people uh, for stroke prevention or heart disease and that type of thing, but not really for the young professionals. And I thought that since I had struggled so much and learned so much, I could really give back to this population. That's great. And, you know, I, I just want to tell the listeners here, for Spot On listeners, that I met Dr. Rachel in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago. And maybe it sounds like that she's out and she's working and everything, but when you see a picture, I'm going to put up a picture that she and I took together, and uh, she looks like she's 12, maybe 13. <laughs> I, I don't come on I mean so you I think you still look like a, a, a college person so and of course when do you, where do you see next to me who I look like your mother which upset me but whatever so um you know it was kind of funny because you know I uh, the college students always ask me about this you know about snacking what are good snacks what snacks to have and a fun statistic that I got was one of the reasons why I wanted to do this episode on spot on was that a survey said that 57% of Gen Z's college students can't get through the day without a snack. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like they can't even get out, think about their day without their snacks. So, you know, I, this whole snacking thing is kind of new. So tell me, how did this, you know, are we snacking more than we ever did? Because I don't remember doing this when I was in college. Yeah, absolutely. It's really become a social norm to snack very frequently. I mean, I talk to people all the time who snack every one to two hours. Wow. It's, it's so frequent. And I think that part of the problem is that their meals are a lot of times our meals are not as substantial as mm. they could be so that we do get hungry. And maybe, you know, we are hungry. And there's also a lot of other factors in place, right? We live in a society now where food is available around every corner, right? There's right. vending machines, there's different cafes, Every meeting we go to, there's food. So food is just abundant every single place we go. And then if you're not mindful about it, it's really easy to eat all of these snacks, you know, especially when you're not hungry. You know, Dr. Rachel, that's, that's interesting because what I also read that um, a lot of people are 
not having the three square meals a day. They're having like two meal, two meals and a snack, but the snack is like a mini meal. It's, you right. know, and so that's very, very interesting that the snacking has taken on a life of its own. In fact, I, another statistic I read, which is really unbelievable, that the food industry is in love with you all snacking. Yeah. Love. They love that you snack uh, to the tune of they're making like over $600 billion a year on creating snacks. So they're like, yep. yay, yay, let's keep snacking. So why do you think... You know, we're snacking and more and eating less, you know, three meals a day. I think it boils down to having food accessible all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And therefore, when you see people eating at a meeting, you know, even if it's a school meeting, right? If you have clubs and things, there's typically food there. There's vending machines around every corner. And because you see people snacking all the time, it's become this social norm where you think, oh, like I should have a snack too. Or, you know, I'm going from one class to another. or I might as well grab a snack. I might as well stop at the coffee shop. So it's just become such a normal part of life that, you know, may or may not be healthy, right? So jury's definitely still out on that. It seems like, uh, you know, originally it was thought that more meals per day um, helped people's metabolism and helped keep their weight down, but more research is showing that that's actually not true. Right. So, oh, so this grazing thing, you know, I remember those studies from way back. They said, oh, small meals a day are better than you need the three large, but you're saying that the, the, the studies don't support that any longer. Right. There's it's really becoming more mixed now where, where, yes, you know, some studies do say that, but then other studies say that the people that had, you know, one meal per day, the opposite extreme, um, their metabolism is actually not slower than the people who graze all the time. So it really is mixed. And I think the kind of the biggest takeaway is to do what works for you, right. but have some trial and error in figuring out what actually works for you and not just snacking all the time because your friends are snacking all the time. That type of thing. You know, Dr. Rachel, that that's interesting because we did a whole thing on intermittent fasting and this whole, you know, where some people are only having one or two meals a day and then fasting in the majority of the day for, for weight management. So that's interesting that now this research is coming out. So, you know, having um, not having three square meals a day and maybe more small meals or whatever, any combination, as you said, that works for you, but there's all different mix-ups and what's going on. So wait, many ways to tackle your eating throughout the day. And and I think that eating throughout the day while snacking, I think, in America is bigger than in Europe. I, I, it's so interesting. I've been to Europe. I'm lucky enough to go there. And nobody walks down the street snacking. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, right? You go, my, my producer is smiling right now because she's next semester, she's going to Paris. She's leaving me, all right? Whatever. I'll talk yeah. about, I'll, off, off air, I'll talk about that. I'll start crying. But anyway, uh, you never in Europe see people walking and eating. You know, you they sit down and have a meal or sit down and have, a, what, a snack or whatever. But but Americans, we snack. We can snack standing up, walking down the street. You know, it's like we just eat yeah. all the time, like you said, in classrooms or, you know. And I think that it's acceptable here, which you know, maybe right. it feeds into why it's, you know, people are snacking more because everybody's just doing it, you know. And we just and as you said, it's so accessible. My concern is, and you, and you tell me this, how do you keep, a snack portions in check because you know if you your snack portions start to get big where you're no longer snacking now we're mealing you know so what what do you recommend to how to keep a snack a snack 
yeah, so a few things. I would say the first thing is to have kind of a meal structure for your entire day. Mm. So have a, you know, if you get hungry for breakfast, not everyone does, mm-hmm. but if you get hungry for breakfast, have a substantial breakfast and then have three to four hours in between your next meal. And this should always happen in between your meals so that you give your body time to get hungry again. Because a lot of times we don't even know what hunger feels like, right? We like for, you know, we're afraid of being hungry. We don't even know what our body signals are that, that we are hungry. But being hungry is such a normal, natural, healthy part of every day. You know, you don't want to get starving, but be, you know, eating a substantial meal, becoming full, and then letting your body get hungry again is very normal and is very healthy. So anyway, back to that. So if we had our breakfast, and then waited a few hours and then had lunch. People typically don't need a snack in between breakfast and lunch unless you have um, a really longer than kind of three-hour period. And then if you have you have a good substantial lunch with carbohydrates, protein, and fat, then you can wait another three to four hours, maybe have an afternoon snack. I find that's the most common time mm-hmm. that a snack is needed in the afternoon, maybe, you know, 3 to 4 p.m. And then, again, waiting another 3 to 4 hours, having that snack be a substantial snack, right, not just an apple, not something that's going to spike your blood sugar and then drop it, um, and then having dinner, and dinner, again, being a substantial meal. Right. You know, that's it's so funny what you said. It's so interesting. You know, you're saying that if you have a good breakfast, then you should wait until you're hungry before you have lunch. And, like, you know, hunger. What, oh, what? What has that got to do with eating? You're like, oh, yeah, hello. You know, like, hello. That's why you're eating. But it's you were on a clock. You know, it's twelve o'clock or it's one o'clock. It's time to eat lunch or whatever. But you, if you're not hungry, like, why are you eating lunch? So that's very, very. I forgot about that. You know, like, 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 eat when you're hungry. Like, how duh. And yet, right. yet you're right. We don't. We eat, uh, long, uh, you know, as part of our day as we map it out. I I love what you said about lunch having carbohydrates and protein and some fat because, Dr. Rachel, I I don't think people eat a, a an appropriate lunch or breakfast, and that's why they get hungry. Uh, yeah. you know, within the the three, the, you know, two hours right. rather than going three and four. So for your lunch, when you say you have an adequate lunch, what, what should your lunch look like? So I have kind of this very easy formula that I stick to that a lot of my followers stick to. And this is what it is. So at least two cups of non-starchy vegetables mm-hmm. and about one cup is about the size of your fist. Okay. So that's an easy thing to kind of think about just two fists full of vegetables so you really get that volume you get fiber you get good carbohydrates from that and then a regular source of regular size of protein about four to five ounces so that could be like a chicken breast or a can of tuna or two to three hard-boiled eggs Mm -hmm. and then you want some fats in there as well the protein and fat they really contribute to satiety so Mm -hmm. it's really feeling full um so about 100 or 200 calories of fat so whether that's you know half an avocado two string cheeses that type of thing. And then what about some like grains, whole grains or? Yeah, I find that that more depends on the person. Uh If the person needs additional carbohydrates, absolutely include them. Um, Of course, we as much as possible want to stick to whole grains because they have more fiber, they have more nutrients, they're more satisfying. Um, But, you know, if 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 your taste preferences also are important, right? right? So for example, if you love 
regular french fries and you really don't like sweet potato fries, it's a-okay with me if you want to choose those regular fries. Right. Um, because, you know, you, you should be happy and enjoying your meals, right. you know, at, at, at during the day. And it's still a potato. You know, a potato's a potato. So if either, you, you know what I mean? Hello. It's just having a potato. My goodness gracious, enjoy it. You know, uh, yeah. uh, what the statistics are telling us that people are snacking as the day goes on. And um, they like what you had said, okay, in the afternoon snack and then dinner. But what's happening, which is really problematic, is that people are, you know, finishing their dinner and then snacking all the way up to, you know, Jimmy Kimmel. And I, I'm not really sure that's a good thing uh, do you absolutely yeah because late at night you know we only have a certain amount of self-control and willpower during the day we kind of start out with i start out at the, in the morning with a certain amount and it just decreases throughout the day the research shows that mm-hmm. and so at nighttime you know we're typically not eating broccoli we're not you know microwaving some frozen broccoli we're eating ice cream mm-hmm. we're eating chips those types of things so nighttime is especially a difficult time so a good thing to do is to kind of break the habit if your um, nighttime snacking is maybe not the healthiest break the habit so if you you know go to dinner and then it's your habit to go sit on the couch and, and go to the pantry and get some potato chips change your routine right maybe you get ready for bread you brush your teeth and then you go watch some tv type of thing so if you kind of break that habit it can just make you more mindful right because really when you think about it like you said you're tired and you may think that you're hungry but you're really tired and dr rachel isn't that some one of the reasons why people snack because they are tired and they think i'm gonna have a snack and i'm gonna get all this energy absolutely yep when we're tired our bodies can't tell the difference between hunger in order to stay awake an actual hunger. So you just naturally end up overeating, but it's not due to actual hunger. It's due to this faux type of hunger. Right. right. So in other words, at night, if you're feeling like, gee, uh, I, I can't decipher if I'm hungry or I'm really tired, I think the answer should be go to bed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know people say it to me all the time. I want to eat so I have more energy, but they're getting, you know, five hours of sleep. And right. the easiest answer is just to get more sleep. Right. And we know, you and I both know that, you know, when you don't get adequate sleep, it uh, increases that hunger hormone and you're hungry yep. all the all the way through the day. I mean, if most people get eight hours of sleep. I think I need 10 and a half because, you know, whatever. Yep. And, and so if I don't get like the 10 and a half, you should see me. I'm ready to eat anything that's not moving all day long. So I got to get my <laughs> my sleeping and I got to get in there early. So the snacking late at night is really a bad habit to get into because you know, oftentimes you're not hungry, but you're just bored. You know, um, you talked about a healthy uh, lunch and I want to get you know, get to your wisdom here of what what are some top 10 healthy um, snacks that you know maybe dorm friendly or that young adults can do on the go and I have to tell you I, I got the statistics and the number one snack uh, in North America is and I know you probably know this already is chips hello yeah. and number yeah. two is chocolate and number three is cheese and I thought well gee Cheese, I didn't know that. Cheese is number three. So you tell me, you know, I, I, I don't think you should be, you know, snacking on a heck of a lot of cheese or a heck of a lot of chocolate. Uh, but the cheese, but yeah, it sounds like a, you know, a pretty good snack as long as we don't eat a whole, you know, cow. So tell me, what is the formula 
for a, a good snack, a, a healthy snack? And what are some of your top favorite snacks? Yeah, absolutely. I would say the only really kind of rule I would have with this is try to not, if you're, but again, if you're truly hungry, right? Mm -hmm. If you're really hungry, I would not eat a carbohydrate by itself as a snack. So for example, like crackers by themselves mm -hmm. or an apple by itself. Yes, those are healthy foods, but because they're pretty much only made of carbohydrates, they're going to spike your blood sugar and then it's going to plummet and you're going to be hungry again soon after. But if you eat something with a protein and or a fat, that's going to stabilize your blood sugar and you're going to be full for hours. So, for example, if we were having the crackers, let's pair that with the cheese, right? Now you want to have something like a single serving, not a whole block of cheese, right? right. So maybe one or two string cheeses type of thing. Um, you could also do one of those single serving packs of guacamole. I Ooh. love those. Um, because they don't go brown. They don't go bad. You don't open this whole container of guacamole and it's gone after, a, you know, a day. It just looks not appetizing. So those single serving packs, those are really good. If you want to make your own single serving packs to, you know, for to look out for the environment, of course, that is better. Right. Um, some other good snacks. I love hard boiled eggs, yogurt, nuts nut butter packets again you can make your own if you prefer i think that jerky is a fantastic snack um what's really cool now they a lot of companies make these baked cheese crackers or these mm. like parm crisps and they're only made of cheese so that's a good kind of lower carb snack that's going to stabilize your blood sugar um, and those are usually sold in single serving packages so that's a good one as mm. well you know, uh, most uh, Americans, you know, if you're looking at the food groups that they're not getting enough with, it's fruits and vegetables and dairy. So, you know, the cheese is a good snack. And I love string cheese because it's individually portioned out. Um, but, you know, you, that for, interesting what you said about uh, the crackers because – you're right. If you're just eating them, the crackers, you could eat a half a box of crackers and, um, you know, not even be aware of it. So do you right. do you recommend like putting a snack like on a plate or something or, you know, you know portioning it out? What do you what do you typically do so you don't eat all the crackers? So I would say the best thing to do is just to try to never eat straight out of the box. Yeah. So if you especially, you know, college students were on the go. Right. So if you can ahead of time in the morning pack a single serving pack of crackers and you know you can really count them out it's usually maybe like 12 to 15 crackers mm. so you can do that that's pretty easy to do um and that's that's the better way to snack on something like that you can take that with the screen the string cheese and this way and you know if you if you dole it out yourself it's much cheaper than getting those 100 calorie pack or those pre-packings so it's easier for you to do that absolutely Cheap and yep. some money there how can they get more veggies in, in as a snack because they're always they're not getting enough so what's some good veggie combo snack yeah absolutely so really pairing with that like those single serving packs of guacamole mm -hmm. and also you can get single serving packs of nut butters or even nuts and mm. that's a really good pairing of protein and fat to mm -hmm. keep you full because mm -hmm. yes you know we vegetables are so healthy mm -hmm. but eating you know some carrots by themselves is typically not going to keep you full for very long yeah I, you, I mean come on have you ever said you got stuffed on carrots I mean hello right but <laughs> what do you think about carrots and hummus. Yeah, you know, I think that that can be a great snack. Sometimes hummuses are pretty low fat. Mm. Um, and so therefore, because they don't have a lot of protein either, that mm. they're both the carrots and the hummus are both pretty carbohydrate based. Mm -hmm. 
So, you know, I, I personally would stick with like the guacamole or the nut butter. Right, right. Okay, good. So what are some things that I, I always have nuts with me? I always have like a package of nuts or peanuts or almonds. What are some things that you don't need a refrigerator for and can go in a backpack or a briefcase? So nuts, nut butter packets, jerky, those baked cheese bites, and something I've recently found are pork rinds, which are actually great. <laughs> I was sitting with my fiance the other day, and he was like, why can't I eat like a whole bag of pork rinds that I can eat a whole bag of chips? <laughs> it's because the pork rinds, they have that protein. It keeps you full. Uh, so it's a natural satiety measure. So that's a great one as well. You know, the jerky, you said, you said the pork rinds, you said the jerky before. I've actually stumbled upon that, and I like this jerky. I think that it's, it is. I feel more satisfied with it, and I feel like I'm having more of a, a, a substance snack. So I'll do some jerky with some vegetables or some jerky yeah. with a piece of fruit, and I feel like I get that combo with. And the jerky, like you said, is more um, shelf-stable, so you don't have to worry about going into a refrigerator. What about, like, yogurt, like Greek yogurt? What do you think about that yeah, for a snack? absolutely fantastic snack. My kind of rule of thumb with yogurts is just to choose one with less than 15 grams of sugar, mm -hmm. just because a lot of yogurts do have a lot of that added sugar. Mm -hmm. And if possible, we want to keep that down. But absolutely, because that has protein and fat, and it's a complete source of protein because it's dairy. So that's a great snack as well. Right. And you know, you could have breakfast as a snack. So, you, uh, you know, like you could take that Greek yogurt and put some whole grain cereal on it. And, you know, if you're skipping breakfast in the morning, you can have it as uh, an afternoon snack and have cereal and yogurt for a snack. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And another good thing to add to yogurt instead of like granola or cereal is you can actually add like a um, nut and seed blend as mm. kind of a granola substitute. And again, that will be a lower carbohydrate, so a more protein and fat will keep you more full. Um, and both yogurt and nuts and seeds, they already have carbohydrates in them, right? right. No food is a complete source of any one macronutrient. Well, there are a few, but very few, right? right. So I think people worry that they're not going to get enough carbohydrates, but carbohydrates are already um, a part of so many of our foods. They're already included in, in dairy, in avocado, in nuts and seeds. So, oh. you know, you don't really have to worry about not getting enough of them. I mean, I know nuts. What, what, give me some ideas of seeds that, that you like or that or the listeners could use. What kind of seeds? Sunflower seeds, mm. pumpkin seeds. Oh. Um, those are kind of the two most popular ones. Pepita right. seeds, actually, those are pretty popular. Those are a little more expensive, but those are good as well. Yeah. And that's a really crunchy, you're chewing this way, you know, you're slowing down a little bit because you got to crunch and chew them with the yogurt. So that does, I don't know, I'm starting to get hungry, but we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> I'm thinking about this all of that. So, the, yeah. the, so these are great. So it sounds like you want to have some fat, some healthy fats, and that's the, the nuts and the avocado, and you want to have some um, protein, and you want to maybe have some carbohydrates like fruits and vegetables, and if, and if you have grains, have whole grains. So you want like a combo. What you don't want to do is you don't want to do a solo snack. An apple is not going to cut it. Uh, you know, carrot is not going to cut it. And we got to cut, combine and put things together, it sounds like, to have a, a healthy snack. And it sounds like you don't want to do it late at night. Exactly. Exactly. So what's your favorite go-to snack that you like? I actually really love both jerky or pork rinds dipped in guacamole. Mm -hmm. It is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's your go-to. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, my, that's a more fancy snack, but my go-to is typically peanut butter. I'll just take a scoop of it and that'll keep me full. 
Okay, now we're talking girlfriend. Peanut butter on sliced apples. Hello. Hello. That's got my name on it. Now that, and you know, that's a a portable snack. It doesn't have to be refrigerated, but that is just the best. I mean, that's, that's like bring me back to my childhood. So peanut butter and and apples or, you know, what, like you said, peanut butter and anything is fabulous. All righty. So we're snacking more than we should be snacking. Um, though I should say that we were snacking years and years ago and, but it's a new trend, you know, people maybe not eating uh, three meals a day and and snacking can now take on its own little definition. But I think your take home message here, it sounds like just make the snacking a healthy snack and and just don't snack solo put the combinations together to to hold you over until the to the next meal and most importantly don't eat unless you're hungry i got to remember that don't eat unless that's you're right. hungry that's right that's right <laughs> all right dr rachel the, the college nutritionist we are going to put up some wonderful reading mag- um uh reading about snacks on the face spot on facebook page we're also going to link you to her instagram page the college nutritionist and um you're going to see a, a picture of her and all her, her wonderful um tips that she has and she gives out for people who are young and want to be healthy so dr rachel paul Thank you so much for being on Spot On. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Spot On. Please subscribe to Spot On on your favorite podcast app for new episodes every week. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Blake, And also like our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes. And oh, by the way, could you ask five of your friends or family members to download Spot On and subscribe to it? Do I ask a lot from you?